Rochester, New York, the home of the creator of Captain America, the home of the creator of the Garbage Plate, and the home of the creator of Flower City Comic Con. This is FC3's Monkey Business, your one-stop shop for everything geeky, starring my friends and me. I am Chris, this is Billy, that is Tanya, and over there hanging out at his office is Dan, and we are here to entertain you for at least another, I don't know, half an hour to an hour, we'll figure it out as we go. So hunker in, hang in there, and let's see what happens next. Hi guys! Was that good? How'd you like that one? I like that That one. That worked, yay Chris. Thank you! I have no idea what I'm doing half the time, and I'm a very dangerous man when I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) Checkmate. That's different from any other day. Shush. We haven't done this in a little while. I was a little out of practice. I know. How you guys doing? I was trying to configure my uh, microphone stand over here. Yeah. Because I have my uh, my snowball today okay. instead of my headset. So mm-hmm. if I'm uh, a little distant, it's because I'm still trying to finagle my uh, stand of the laminating machine boxes. So what you're saying, you have a snowball's <laughs> chance of being in on this podcast today. Well, I had a snowball's chance of being in on the podcast because I was having technical issues initially. But we fixed it. I know. It took us like about a half hour to fix that. No, it wasn't that bad. Uh, It was about 20 minutes. See, that's not a half an hour. That's a third of an hour. You're a math math teacher. Fractions are important. (laughs) Four thirds say fractions are important. Yes, Um, dear. (laughs) (laughs) That's a very Dan joke right there. That is an extremely Dan joke. Hey, you liked my Lego joke that I sent yesterday. I did. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I did too. The, The Lego store. Yeah, there were people yes. lying up for lined blocks. Up for, yeah, lined yeah. up for, for around the block. Great. Yeah, well, I sent it to Chris, and then a little while later, I saw it on uh, Facebook that John and Dan or whatever, and I'm just like, yeah. I'm like, I wonder how many more people sent it to Chris. <laughs> oh, quite a few. Yeah. Quite a few, but that's okay. How you doing, Billy? I'm doing good. I've had a decent week, you know, despite the... You know, all the stuff going on in the world. I'm still mm-hmm. quarantined in my house, and mm-hmm. we went shopping yesterday and immediately back home and just sort of been isolated. And, you know, interesting news out of the radio world, which didn't Ooh. hurt didn't hurt my feelings at all. So No, no, didn't shed one bloody tear. But I'll tell you what, Billy, going forward, make sure, don't be stupid. Yeah, don't be <laughs> stupid. Absolutely. <laughs> Oh, that, that got more likes than me tweeting that and well, putting there's it on certain... Facebook it got more reaction than anything I've ever put on social media ever. There's a certain karma. Exactly. There's a certain full circle to that that um, just was appropriate. I mean, my, my nine word post was the most popular thing I've ever put up. So, <laughs> hey, you know, you take your licks where you can, because I'll tell you what, you you handled your situation with a lot of class. Mm-hmm. I didn't Period. delete my I didn't delete my social media accounts like they did. So no, nope. <laughs> no, nope. they just disappeared off the face of the planet. And honestly, don't mind that at all. No, nope. well, you didn't Good. get yourself into trouble. No, so. nope, no. Nope. So. so it's been an interesting week. You know, sad stuff mm-hmm. and yeah, that. and just. Laying around watching movies and reading books and listening to music and podcasts and the stuff I would do anyway. So I well, let's send that. Good. Let's celebrate some things today. Let's celebrate some things today. We can celebrate that you've been, you're doing that thing. And um, let's celebrate, um, let's celebrate uh, SpaceX and NASA. 
getting uh, men off the ground from from United States territory for the first time in ten years, and the the Dragon capsule, which the the two astronauts on board, which I cannot stop giggling every time I hear Bob and Doug. Exactly. Right? Uh, Bob and Doug name. Go ahead. Take off. That, that take off. Bob, they, Bob and yes, Doug take off. Bob and Doug take off. And they uh, they named their capsule Endeavor after the uh, the first shuttle both of them flew at one point or another, uh, which is great because then that'll make the this current Dragon capsule that's in space right now. To I think they're coming home today, if I'm not mistaken. This this Sunday that we're recording on, they're supposed to break away from the space station and come home, uh, is if I heard that correctly. But uh, that'll make the third uh, American spaceship named Endeavor. So that's kind of cool. I like that. That's like a should be like NCC one zero 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 B. Actually, Endeavor was uh, the orbiter. the uh, The space shuttle was OV one hundred five because it was the last of them to be built, if I remember correctly. So it'd be OV one hundred five A because <laughs> I'm a nerd and I went right there because I was happy to do that. Um, <laughs> what do you got to celebrate, Tanya? Fabulous. Um, well, our pool is open and the stairs are in and my kid was in it yesterday. Even though the ba- it wasn't exactly bath water temperatures, what you're oh, saying. No, it's like, I want to say in the, the sixties, maybe low seventies for mm-hmm. the, the pool temp. But, but did Riker care? He did not care. No, what's so what's so what's there you have it. The kids don't feel it. So I don't know. It's, no, it's 90 degrees on Wednesday. So your pool's be per- up, pool's yeah, up in but, perfect time. Yep. Oh yeah, it's up and running. Um, the only thing that we still have to do is uh, put the gazebo up, oh, the fabric covering over the gazebo, so it gives them some shade on the deck. But on the deck, yeah. Other than that, I've just um, been kind of trying to clean and organize, and uh, Riker is uh, now is like kind of got his quote unquote big boy room. Uh, granted, he's mm-hmm. um, he's eleven, going on like eighteen at times. So he thinks. Yeah. There's also so, time for he's 11 going on six. Yeah. <laughs> and you're 49 going on six at times. 12. It's Five. 12. Uh-huh. I can enjoy Legos at 12. Yes, you can. Um, so, I mean, he got a laptop early for his birthday, and then my mom bought him a desk for his room. So we're doing some uh, changes in his room. And nice. He was doing a really nice job um, helping us clean and organize and get stuff out of it. And I tell you the number of Legos that are in his room and his closet that are even downstairs. I think we're rivaling the Lego store right about now. (laughs) You never have too many Legos. Seriously. Oh my God. And, uh, uh, and Nerf guns. Those are the other things. Legos and Nerf guns pretty much fill his closet. So not this past Christmas, but the Christmas before that Ian and I were, while walking around Eastview Mall, and we wound up invariably at the Lego store. And no, uh, really? well, of course, you know, you know, no surprise, surprise. But we're just walking around, pointing stuff out, and you know, one of the guys comes up and they ask questions. You know, do you need help with anything? Can I show you stuff, or you know, whatever the case may be. So the 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 the, the guy who was working there, I can't remember his name. Ian and I are just chewing the fat, just talking about various things and getting a kick out of Legos and whatnot. And these 
uh, two people behind us that were well within earshot, uh, definitely not social distancing a year and a half ago. Uh, they were talking about what would happen if they won the lottery. And they were just kind of having this passing conversation. And I made the comment to the worker, I said, Jesus, if I won the lottery, I would call ahead and say, I'm on my way with a box truck. <laughs> you know? so it's just, he, and he's kind of laughed. He goes, yeah, you're not the only person who's ever said that to me. <laughs> if he's showing up with a box truck and a credit card here, let's time to play. Yeah, no kidding. I don't know. But, How about you, Daniel yeah. Son? What do you got to celebrate lately? Um, still alive, still healthy, sun that, is shining. That works. All good stuff so far. That, that definitely works. Those those are things that are viable answers. Tanya, you were about to say something. I think I heard a, a, a blip and then I walked over you and I apologize for that. It was a fleeting thought that flew right out. That <laughs> In one ear or the other, huh? Yeah, I I don't know. I'm like I'm looking forward to finally real knowing when the end of the school year is. Mm-hmm. Um, my last day is June 19th, and so now we're just waiting um, to see what's going to happen for summer program because our illustrious uh, governor has uh, acknowledged that executive order that in person special education services can be done over um, summer program. Okay. So they're trying to figure out what that is going to look like if we happen to do it. I don't okay. know. Like I was willing to uh, continue to uh, distance learn from my computer and my deck. Uh-huh. But, so I don't know what's, what's in store for the summer, but the, the kids are, they're tired. They're tired. They're, yeah. they want, they, they want to see people. Yes. I've seen more kids over the last couple of days on my Zoom meetings, and they're like, oh, veterans! <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. And I'm putting together the graduation uh, PowerPoint. So, that, that, so I'm celebrating that. Yesterday was the uh, the graduation of uh, the alma mater for Dan and I. And they, they worked it so that people could still be distant from each other. They kind of came in in groups. The entire ceremony from stem to stern took like almost four hours, I'm being told, uh, wow. because they were like, because the, the staff was there and in their places. And then a group would come in and they would do a thing for them. You know, it, the kids could be in their cap and gown and pose for pictures and whatnot. And then they would disappear. And then the next group would come in. So there's just kind of rotating staff through. Um, but uh, Jules was was incredibly upset by that because the people who were juniors when she was a senior, all of her friends were graduating and she could not go to show her support. So it was very upsetting for her. And, and it kind of just, we had this little talk last night about how we're just tired of it. We just want to start getting back into seeing people and being places and going places and whatnot. And yeah, but do you guys think it's time yet or... Like, oh, no. All, all the stuff over not? the last couple of weeks has sort of overshadowed what's going on in the nice weather. And, right. And right. it's sort of making it feel, hey, this is over. And I don't think it is. It's and, not. I mean, here's it, the well, thing is well, we well, did we get wait, some wait a week or two and see if there's any big outbreaks from all these protests. Then, well, know, from Memorial Day good. weekend and then a week <laughs> later was the protests. I mean, we definitely have a barometer of how things are going to spread. Mm-hmm. So it's hunger in for a little while longer. It's definitely to answer your question, Billy, no, we're not ready that by any stretch of the imagination, but I think we've reached the point where even those of us who understand what's going on are starting to wear thin a little bit. We're like, okay, you know, we get it, but Jesus. Um, but we did. I, get I think we need news. to make at least some sort of 
have some sort of idea of plans versus mm-hmm. you know play it by ear. You know, no one yeah. knows anything about what's going to happen. Well, what, you know, what the next phase might be, and I think that's that's part of the problem is that yeah. it's all so up in the air and so everything, so nothing being said about it. That that's driving people even crazier. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's part of it. Know, we did get some. Go ahead, Tanya. Go ahead. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought I saw a little news snippet either yesterday or the day before that there were no new cases in Monroe County. You beat me to it. That was the point I was trying to make. Is that, okay. uh, my next breath was going to be that this morning I read the news that out of New York City, uh, there were zero confirmed COVID-related deaths for the first time since March. Yeah, so that's kind of, that's, that's, we'll celebrate that. I mean, is it a sign that it's over? No. Uh, because there are still people who are in the hospital suffering with this. Right. My my neighbor across the street, his daughter's been in the hospital for four, almost three, uh, f- almost four weeks now, and she's been battling it. So it's it's there. It's still out there. So anyway, so that's a thing. Hmm. Yeah. So what, what nerdy things should we talk? I mean, I have a list of things that I suggest. You do have a list. We, we were doing our, our online meeting the other day, and I came up with a list of possibilities. So let's – nobody ever actually said anything about it. So I think we should go through the list, pick a topic, and we'll jump on that in the, in the main section today. You were on a roll. We were just letting to see how far <laughs> you could go into that rabbit oh, hole. I, oh, I see ideas. it is. I see how but, it is. Because admittedly, my first at least half dozen ideas were definitely like throwaway ones just for the humor. All right? So let's, let's say we'll, – we'll start with item number one. Was the Mayan priest who predicted the end of the world in 2012 dyslexic? And he actually meant to say 2021. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like 2020, 2012. How does that? 2021. Yeah, he just that, got his numbers reversed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is it dyslexic or dysgraphic? Oh, see, teacher, oh. I'm going to point number two. Number two. What the number two suggestion was dwarves having the right idea and digging into a mountainside and hiding away from reality. But they have a cave troll. They have, they have, oh, that was the goblins. The goblins brought the cave troll. Okay. But it was in a dwarven area, wasn't it? Oh, see, now you're talking like a gamer. I'm so proud of you. You just did that. That was awesome. You just thought you just, you just made reference to a a dwarven zone. That's cool. Um, I'm talking about the mines of Mordor. I see. No, the mines of Moria. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Wasn't that a dwarven area? Yes. Well, it's a. It was a dwarven kingdom. When you use the word area, well, then we're like, that's a gamer yeah. thing. That's a dwarven zone thing. Oh well, I wasn't going there, but okay. <laughs> it was the kingdom and taken over by the, the goblins and uh, yeah. Yeah. and the orc? Mm-hmm. Um, I have to watch the second movie, Chris. Yes, you do. So plan a night. Come on over. Okay. All right. Uh, Idea number three, the delicacies of the Harry Potter universe. Chocolate frogs. Were they real frogs dipped in chocolate a la Monty Python? Or were they toys with dangerous spring-loaded surprises for unsuspecting young wizards? I almost want to say next on Geraldo after most of these first few. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, Jerry Springer? Uh, yeah. It was, it was magic. Just pure magic. I know. <laughs> Next on Jerry Springer, how would you play? How would you do the play-by-play of a solitaire championship? It's an ace! It's an ace! It's the ace! He's playing the ace! <laughs> oh See, my is, god! 
And I just kept going because you guys didn't intercede. So this entire list is your fault for not cutting in and saying, um. <laughs> oh, I jumped in after this next one. Uh, let's see. In the days of quarantine and riots, nope. which, which no, dystopia? You, 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 you forgot you one. one. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Number five, potential 50 Shades of Grey sequels, i.e. 27 Shades of Chartreuse. <laughs> and all you said was, oh, boy, that's not jumping in. That was basically, <laughs> that was only <laughs> encourage, That was only encouraging me. Oh, is that how you took it? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Potential 50 well, Shades of Grey sequels, 27 Shades of Chartreuse, 30, 37 Shades of, of Azure. Like Ooh. you need encouragement. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, give me, another, give me a couple more titles before I go to number six. Uh, yeah. One, 107, well, so- 107 Shades of Cream. <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> I don't know, Chris. <laughs> Come on, twenty-seven shades of chartreuse. That was the best one of the three so far. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, then number six was in the days of quarantine and riots. Which dystopia do you think we're most likely headed for? I, I don't know. Pandemic. I'm I'm going with uh, Escape from New York. There you go, Escape from New York. <laughs> Put just a wall around wall Manhattan. Off. Just wall off Manhattan and hope for the best. Well, I've been I've been saying that for years. Just set them free. There's actually a movement which I have kind of been a part of from time to time. Um, of Manhattan should just be cut loose and made its own state, yeah, or, or, no or a, like or a district like just District of Columbia. Columbia, you know, its mm-hmm. own kind of. So it doesn't impact city. the rest of the state. Well, you know the the thing is, is it's it's a double edged sword, really. Would New York State be able to survive without the economic boost of mm-hmm. of Manhattan and Long Island, right? You know, so there's a, there's a debate there. There's definitely what a debate would the there. state be if that if that did happen? Oh, it would be a huge red state, that's for sure. Yeah, it would flip in a heartbeat because most of it is rural, you know, or agrarian. And those people mm-hmm. tend to be more conservative. I mean, you have the holdouts of Buffalo, the Orion's Belt of Buffalo, Rochester, Syracuse, which are very blue state. But that's not enough to outnumber the rest of the state. You know, right. the, the 8 million people in Manhattan is what's keep, you know, keeps things democratic here. Anyway, back and forth on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, number seven, I think it was the first legitimate one that I came up with is like, a, that would be a decent <laughs> geek topic. Uh, your favorite spaceship, real and or fictional, that isn't the TARDIS, because that's such an easy go-to. Damn you. Um, yeah, I know, seriously. <laughs> but See, To me, the easy answer is the Enterprise. Which one? The original. <laughs> oh, the original. Well, no, no, I'm, I'm going to go uh, with uh, Next Generation. Okay, so the 1701D. Yes. Okay. Well, because they have a holodeck. They had the yeah, holodeck and transporters are nice. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. I, I'm going to go with the Galactica. Because the Galactica. It's always been, it's always been my, my ship there. That's it's true. There. Did you, I mean, it was definitely vastly different in terms of the detail in the rebooted series from 2005 than it was in the original yes. 1979 series. Very did, much so. Yeah. Did you like it better or worse? The, there were much deeper stories in the in the, the, the reboot there. Well, I we mean, can talk about the stories at another time. I'm just talking about the yeah. differences in the ship, the 1979 Galactica versus the 2005 Galactica. Well, so, so the the big the big difference is the original one was the, you know a ship at kind of the peak of its of its thing, and the mm-hmm. the reboot it was more it was being retired into a museum piece. Yes, it was definitely so, uh, not were, the top of the there, line. 
big big differences as far as that. I like I mean the fact that it can survive a nuclear bomb hitting it is pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of neat how the you know the 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 launch base sucked into the ship when they they moved up and it did you know it could jump. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it, it could do the faster than light light speed. Right, it had more capabilities than the original one and everything. And, and I grew to I grew to like it a lot. Okay, um, you know it's it's hard it's hard to. The, the first one's always going to stick in my head, though. Right. Because it was, you know, the, the, the look of it, the, the, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's. I got a kick very, on They're the, very different ships, yeah. In, in story-wise, I got a kick in the, the pilot how uh, Laura Roslin called Lee uh, Captain Apollo. And he's like, oh, Apollo's just my call sign. She goes, yeah, but it's got, uh, Captain Apollo's got such a lovely ring to it, doesn't it? And then they mm-hmm. moved on. So it was a nice little nod to the original series. Um, let's do a podcast on, on. Battlestar Galactica very soon because I know we really have sure. never done a full deep dive into it and I know that's been your jam for the longest time like mm-hmm. you were into Battlestar Galactica as I am into Doctor Who right so that's a thing mm-hmm. so I want to give that some love but that's going to be for the first show I really really loved I think mm-hmm. I mean, there, was, there was a Star Trek in there but Battlestar really oh know, I remember you talking about it way on, back when we were in high school you know, you know that's you know? that's a thing that made an impression and it was only one season. Come on. <laughs> well, there was Galactic in 1980, which we will not be talking we don't about. Talk, we don't talk about Except for one episode. <laughs> one episode you can talk about. One episode. Okay. The, the Starbuck episode. There. Okay. <laughs> it's the, the only one you're allowed to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So moving on this list that had anyway. like 15 or 16 things. Um, Did anybody else have any spaceship? Oh, okay. Sorry, Tanya. Go ahead. I have to go to one of the most iconic spaceships ever. Uh huh. The Millennium Falcon. There you go. Oh, that's a good one. one. The ultimate family camper. Yeah, it's like it. It's just it's taken so many hits, but keeps on ticking. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Yeah, and it is, especially in the extended universe novelizations, the the Falcon has taken several like. Uh terminal beatings but has always seems to be rebuilt or come back or do more mm-hmm. you know so that's definitely that's that is a great ship um did i answer and, and, and the I, lego piece is seven thousand five hundred and forty one individual pieces yep oh. worth every single penny and one of these days i will get my hands on that set oh. <sighs> i tried i thought i was getting that set for like a hundred dollars and it came out to be this little military truck from mm-hmm. china but i oh, really so mental note uh psa don't click any of those lego things or building things on facebook because it's really I mean, the ones that are like 90 percent off they're not real yeah it's not real but i did get my money back on it though. total scam it was like 134 dollars that i did get everything back for this little thing it's like the the emails going back and forth they're like uh you give to your son and he enjoy and you give me money. No. No. <laughs> the, 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 just the grammatical English in there was killing me. And I'm like, no, this is not what it says. Millennium Falcon on my invoice. This is not the Millennium Falcon. So, yeah. right. Yeah. But it was supposed to be the 7,500 piece one. And that yeah. didn't happen. it wasn't. It didn't work out so well. And no, no Chris, you didn't answer. I didn't answer, did I? No. Um, my favorite ship uh, for science fiction is a ship that only one other probably another human being on the planet knows really all that well, and it's the one that I designed myself uh, for a Star Wars game. 
Um, but then yeah. I started really adding a whole lot of detail into it and it's going to become the hero ship of, of the books that I've been trying to write over the years. So if I ever get a chance to write these stories and put them on paper and or text and get them out to folks, you guys will all be introduced to, you know, the ship that I've lovingly named the Erasmus over the years. I just, I can't, I always go back to it and I think about how much detail I've put into this damn thing uh, over the years. I, I mean, there was a you day. Have. I have. And there was a day I remember when I was really, when I was furiously writing, I mean, chapters, pages were coming out and I'm just talking about this damn thing. I could close my eyes and walk the corridors of this ship in my head, right? That's how well I know it. And that's how detailed and so how alive this thing has become. So for all of the hero ships that are out there, this one's my favorite. And I, and I can't wait to hopefully one of these days I'll actually get to share it with people. So, so what's, what's your favorite non-ship that you designed? Okay. Um, <laughs> it's a toss-up. It's really a toss-up between um, uh, the Falcon, you know, because mm -hmm. and Tiny beat me to that one because the, the Falcon represents a lot of the vibe that I love about a good spaceship. Uh, and the Enterprise E. Um, oh. Because I felt that was just, they finally got it right. You know, all of the Enterprises were cool in their own way. I mean, so I'm not going to diss any of them, especially the, like the JJ Universe Enterprise was just amazing in my opinion. Mm -hmm. But for me, as I'm watching Star Trek evolve over its its lifetime, you know, I've had my favorite Star Trek designs, the Excelsior for one. Um, Defiant has always been kind of cool to me. Mm -hmm. uh, but seeing the E show up on screen for the first time and just looking at it and all of its majesty on the big screen, I was like, yeah. Yeah, that's that's her. That's the one I would have put together if I'd been given the opportunity. So yeah, it's the Falcon and the the seventeen oh one E are my two favorites. And and um, hopping on because I'm googling everything, so I uh, hopped on to the um, the Enterprise E and mm -hmm. from first contact and things like that. And I happened mm -hmm. to find um, a side cutaway that shows like all the little areas, and it's like got the list of the ship specifications and everything. It's kind of like one of those um, uh, books that you can open and it kind of like has the overlay and you keep mm -hmm. putting levels and levels and levels. So those are the ones that I always enjoy looking at is saying, Oh, what's in there? What's in mm -hmm. seeing the little uh, diorama or description of it. Right. So that's on Pinterest currently. Very cool. <laughs> I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah. He is a nice looking ship though. Yeah. So, all right, hang on a second here. All right, where am I here? So we've talked here. about spaceships. We can do a deep dive on that sometime. Um, what is the worst movie series ever, and why is it Twilight? <laughs> <laughs> that was your next idea. Yes, it is. I was just about to read it, and you beat me to it. <laughs> you know what? Can I tell you, I haven't seen the movie. I've read the books, but I have not gone down that rabbit hole of watching the movies. I watched the first movie because I was forced to, because everybody else in the room was watching it. And so I sat through it and I watched it and I was just horrified and not in like, not like, oh, it's a horror movie and it scared me kind of thing. I was horrified because of just how god awful it was. See, I, I, think I, I own it, but I don't think I've watched it all the way through. I like vampires. I like uh, werewolves and no interest in ever seeing Twilight. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. No, I I did read the books, and I thought the books were okay. I didn't I didn't read I didn't watch all the movies. I think I watched the first, maybe the second one. I don't know, but I thought the books were okay. Mm-hmm. But I just I I didn't get into the the movie either. And vampires don't sparkle. No, but, they damn well do not. <laughs> <laughs> but it's some of the cases where okay, the books are better. Than, you know, book, well, in most cases, books are better books than are movies, better. anyways. But yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, I the, I got through all the books. The books were okay. It wasn't you know, I, I it was someone's interpretation of how vampires are and stuff. So it's like oh, and werewolves and whatever. So it was it was interesting, but I did not get into the movies really. I it was was it Twilight or Fifty Shades of Grey that had an over excessive amount of murmuring going on? It was Fifty Shades because because my ex wife read all of the Fifty Shades books and she was getting a laugh out of the dialogue. She would always share. Oh my the, god! She did the not di- take it seriously, right? Yeah. She was just she was just reading it for the entertainment value and to have something to talk about with the the rest of her friends. Um, but she's like, oh my god, everybody in this goddamn book is murmuring. <laughs> Murmuring, <laughs> oh, she murmured, he murmured. <laughs> it's like a, it was like, it's like they, didn't, they didn't have the, another word to use. The author's favorite phrase, there, yeah. That's funny because I didn't necessarily pick up on that, and I've read them all too. So, I have not read any of those, <laughs> nor will he ever. <laughs> not on my sake list. of your own sanity. It will I'm not happen. Wheel of Time, the Wheel of Time series right now. So come on. <laughs> I have you. I, you know what? I've never You've read the Wheel of Time. I've never read it either. I've on the, I'm on the first book. I've, I've, I, I've, I keep been hearing about it. Okay, I got to try it. So. Hey, Chris. I think Sean has those books. If you want to go down that rabbit hole. Okay. Because well, he's we'll a big Wheel of Time person. Okay. I'm getting into it. I mean, it's it's. It, I don't know why I haven't read it before now because it's kind of up my 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 stuff my. On my alley here, but mm-hmm. there is a wheel time uh, role playing game too. Oh, oh is wow. there no? Well, yes. That... <laughs> so I'm definitely gonna have to dive into that eventually. I know that the Asimov Foundation series. Oh. I started reading the first book of that, and and then didn't quite get through it because it wasn't because the book book was bad. Isaac Asimov's writing style. I mean, in the first two or three sentences, you're like, I see how this man is a genius. He did more with three sentences than I'd seen anybody ever do with paragraphs. It was amazing. But I just, time got distracted, things moved away, and that was it. So, I, But I want to go back oh. and read Foundation. I want to read Wheel of Time. I've uh, read the Foundation series many times. It's, oh, it's, I, I know it's one of your favorites. All, all of them, all the Foundation, all the robots, it'll be pre-Foundation, all, you know, all the stuff. All, Can, all the stuff that goes together for Asimov. It's, how many books yeah, are there now in that series? Well, I mean, because you got the the robots, robots and Earth. So back back, still on Earth, and kind of it all goes into the foundation. There's, I don't, I don't know. At least, gotta say, there's probably at least eight or ten that kind of all mesh in together, kind of. Okay. It's, it's, so it's, there's it's, the you, Asimov cinematic universe. <laughs> kind of, yeah. I mean, because it's, I mean, they, 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 if you just read the found, like the first couple of foundation books, mm-hmm. you don't it. If you get all the books, they kind of go back to the beginning of, of all the ro- the robot books before it. Okay. Because there's these books that take place back back on Earth when Earth just had a few colonies there, had mm-hmm. 50, 50 colonies there, mm-hmm. and you know that's that's when kind of like the, the robots and Earth series starts. And but 
it all kind of meshes together kind of thing. So it's, yeah, I, mean, I love it. The writing is, is just amazing. And, and mm-hmm. some, some authors have done some other one books to try to continue the foundation stuff. And it's like, I can't, it's not the same. Yeah. You, you don't have Asimov's skill with the, the language. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, and they're trying to, they're trying to be, they're trying to be like that. It just doesn't work. I, I, I don't know. I, I read like one of them. I just couldn't get into it. It wasn't the same. But, I love how the, the, the question was, what is the worst movie series ever? And why is it Twilight? And we're talking about the foundation series of books. <laughs> that is a great deflection. I'm going to We I'm never gonna... digress. We never, you know, you never change paths or anything, right? You know? that's, 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 that's our thing. And, and so, actually, I was thinking about the worst movie series of the ones that I've seen. Like, I've never seen Twilight. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm going to go Transformers, except I really liked Bumblebee. Well, yeah, the Bumblebee movie itself was fun, and Bumblebee as a character was fun. I like that, but mm-hmm. the Transformers movies were diffi- just basically Michael Bay was given a budget and blew things up. Mm-hmm. But know, the Bumblebee movie was good. Yeah, it. it was a lot of fun. Definitely a lot of fun. They made some good choices with that one. But um, what other what other candidates can we throw in for the worst movie series ever? Police Academy. Police Academy. Are there no redeeming aspects of that particular series? I mean, the first one was funny as hell. It's kind of funny, but when you figure at this point, the thing everyone remembers is the guy that can make noises. Oh, mm-hmm. true. Yeah. Michael Winslow. I mean, yeah. Steve Gutenberg was in it, and there were some other uh, celebrities at the time. But if they would have stopped it, the one movie, it probably would have held off better. Yeah. Yeah. Bob, yeah. How many did they make? They made like. I think there's like eight or nine of them. Oh my gosh! I don't think there's that many, but <laughs> let me we'll look. See. Let's look. Let's find that out. There was a lot, and I saw I saw something a number I never saw before. Police Academy movies. Oops. But yeah, yeah. The first the first one was was good. This is six. Mission to Moscow. Police Academy Next Generation. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Um, I wonder what's inspired that one. (laughs) There's a police academy, the television series too. Really? There was a TV show. Apparently, 1988. Oh, okay. Television, 88 to 89. There's also a 97 to 98 one. That's weird. I didn't know that existed. Film. No, I think the first one was good. If they would, if you just leave it at the first one, you probably enjoy yourself. There were seven of them. Yeah, the other six you probably don't need. Yeah. <laughs> and who knows, there's probably a reboot on the way. <laughs> yeah, because Hollywood is out of ideas. We've done a podcast about that, right? Mm-hmm. Talking about how Hollywood's out of ideas? Yep. And there's Jaws, always- for instance. The first Jaws was a classic, but then they should have just stopped. <laughs> then there's two separate TV sh- series. One in eighty nine and one in ninety eight. Uh, yeah, I never never heard of them before. And between the two of them, ninety episodes of TV that I've never heard of. Oh my god! Ninety episodes. The first That's series amazing. had two seasons, uh, sixty five episodes total. The other one, one season of twenty six episodes. And what what network were they? On? They were syndicated. So Jeez. whoever wanted to buy them, I guess. Oh my gosh. They were on the, uh, the 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 nascent food channel at, to fill in the block between midnight and two o'clock in the morning when they were done cooking pancakes. Jeez, I don't know. That's, crazy. that's, wow. in, that's insane. Oh, actually, the first series was a cartoon. 
Oh, so that's why it was so easy to ignore, <laughs> <Yeah>. apparently. <laughs> it was Police Academy, the animated series. Oh, my God. Two seasons, 65 episodes. Oh, that's amazing. So let's take this basically bathroom humor and put it in for kids. Okay, that yeah, makes sense. Sure. You know what yeah. makes great cartoons? R-rated movies. Yep. That was exactly the thought I was having. Holy yep. moly. Speaking of R-rated movies... Yes. Question suggestion number nine. You're an ass. Yes, but you love me anyway. <laughs> I do. Su- suggestion number nine was Tanya's first in-depth expose, a detailed video essay about pornography and science fiction and the improper use of artificial gravity. Now, yeah. <laughs> I don't know about the video the part of this. <laughs> I'm not very good with video. So uh, I'm not you know, good with technology, at least for today. So, in my uh, in my defense, while I was coming up with this list, I was drinking. I'm just going to say that. I'm just going <laughs> to. I'm not going to mention that it was iced tea, but still. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say it should have been iced tea because you were still on work hours. So. Uh, yeah. 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 You anyway, might, you might have been thinking about drinking something else at that point, but well, yeah, because as soon as I got home, <laughs> yeah, it was all over. the iced tea became what a Long Island iced tea. No, 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 no. There's always just there's a supply of woodchuck in my house at all times. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. So we're not going to discuss that one too much in depth. We'll just go right on to number ten. Yeah. Um, the worst job on the Enterprise: a discussion of what the reality of Starfleet would be like. You know what? In regards to that one, I mm-hmm. actually have been trying to think of that one. Like I was really? coming back, I was coming back from checking on Anne yesterday, mm-hmm. um, and helped mow their lawn and things like that uh, because um, Anne is a little down and out. Right. Um, so she yeah, procedure recently, so she's procedure. off her feet. She's feeling better, so good. Um, that, that's good. She's on the mend. So yeah, I was coming home and I'm like, what would the? I'm like, well, would it be like? Uh, facility care like the operations and maintenance like like housekeeping like well they could just zap things out and what about laundry services i mean I, i'm like well, <laughs> laundry's a good one i like yeah but it's like laundry on the enterprise all of the you, you have to clean all the uniforms of all the red shirts or the gold shirts in this case that didn't make it back <laughs> <laughs> that, wouldn't they necessarily like be toast I don't know. Yeah. Um, not always. Not always. Yeah. But here's here's an, an idea I came up with is if we go early into Star Trek uh, chronology, think of the crewman who had to pick up after Captain Archer's dog Porthos. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or was Archer just such a cool guy that he picked up after Porthos on his own? Yeah, I don't know. It's the yeah. it's the joys of owning a dog or having. The, a dog. Yeah, mostly yeah. I'm familiar with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, See, it, it was that question though that. Reminded me of a conversation Susan and I had once while watching Next Generation. Like uh-huh. I made an offhanded comment, I'd love to live on the Enterprise. And she goes, what are you talking about? You don't even want to travel out of the country. I said, <laughs> I, and my reply was, I didn't say I wanted to leave the Enterprise. <laughs> Just be on it. <laughs> we need an away team. We need volunteers for an away team. Billy goes walking back into his office. <laughs> He's fine. I'm not leaving the ship. Nope. <laughs> I got everything I need right here. Shore leave. Three weeks of shore leave. Nope, I'm right here. It's good. And that's what the holodeck is for. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that was the one that, like, really, like, kind of made me start thinking. 
Uh-huh. I'm like, okay, well, how, keeping it clean, dust, dust, getting all the dust bunnies. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. I got to imagine that they have some sort of a Starfleet issue version of Roomba. Yeah, maybe. You know? <laughs> it's got like anti-grav and hovers and... It's uh, it's like the molecule uh, air purifier that it just it doesn't just collect things it destroys the you know the dust bunnies as they suck them into the the system so yeah something I don't the know. ultimate cleanliness I don't know food replicator repair was probably Very, that's a good one yeah worst job on the enterprise would be the not the chief of security or the assistant chief of security but the number one guy right like your 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 top uh, security officer, because he's the one invariably that's going to go on the dangerous away missions. Hmm. So, just saying. But they, but they might like the the danger, so that's true. It may not be a bad yeah. job. That's true. If they're going to be in that position, they probably, you know, they, they look forward to those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's go, let's go, let's go. It's kind of like the Christian Kane of leverage. It's like, come on, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Either yeah, that or Parker. Uh, Hmm. I like money. Um, all right, so moving on, we can, we can have that discussion more again later. Uh, but number eleven on my list of things, to, uh, topics to come up with: cuisines of the fantasy world. Which fictional universe had the best menu? That that would do. Uh, we'd have to do a lot of research about the different menus for the different mm. uh, mm-hmm. universes. Right now, off the top of my head. When if we do make a podcast out of this particular topic, which I like, this is one of my legit topics on this list. Um, my first two would be Game of Thrones and Harry Potter. Yeah, I was Harry. I was Potter, say Harry Potter. Game the Game of Thrones books. Every feast they went into great detail about the menu, and it was just like living a Renaissance festival dinner. He went into amazing. great detail about everything in the books. That's true. From, from That's five true. different perspectives. Usually from, from five different perspectives, yes. Yes, he, he, was, he is a master of detail in uh-huh. his books. So that, I think that'll be a good podcast down the road. Cuisines of the Fantasy World, which fictional universe had the best menu? So. <laughs> That's what Johnny like, Mnemonic Ooh, These ones are good. Mind. Johnny Mnemonic comes to mind because I remember reading the book and it was really heavy into you know cyberpunk, so very heavy into Japanese, so therefore sushi and all of its forms and colors and variables. I, I, I liked that. That was kind of cool. Hmm. Um, then somebody invariably is going to have to bring up, you know, pizza. Yeah, so I'll, I'll go with the would, Ninja would, Turtle universe. Yeah, see, that was a lead in. That was a lead in. Thank you for picking up that bait. I but, then you, that. but then you'd have to go to on. That. I don't know, but to the uni- <laughs> which universe that you would never try the stuff that's on the menu, such the as Klingons. Like, <laughs> that or um indiana jones and the temple was the temple of doom oh yeah yeah oh god yeah the, the monkey like, skulls everything's yeah. like floating in yeah yeah no yeah. not doing it yeah no bueno <laughs> all right so uh that actually is kind of cool we'll, we'll, we'll dip into that one um suggestion number 12 on the list we're going to need to get our guest guest list going because I know I reached out on my Facebook. I know you reached out on on Monkey Business's Facebook for hey, who you want to join us? And and our buddy Bill Horst Cotter was interested in coming in and and, t- and doing a talk. So I think it'd be great if we can get him in on the podcast to talk about amateur movie making because I know he's got his camera, he's got his editing equipment, he's got his rig. He uh, he made a a promo uh, video about FC three one year, which I thought was great. Uh, so I think it'd be great if we could bring Bill in and uh, we'll sit down and have a little chat about amateur movie making and what it takes and, you know, how to look at it and where you want to go with your, your, your ideas. 
mean, that'd be fun. Yeah, definitely. Uh, let's see. Number and when, th- and when he joins us, we say, welcome back, Cotter. There you go. Because <laughs> I'm, sure I'm sure he's never heard that yeah. before. No, that's, no why, I'm sure. that's why I waited to say it. Oh, it's tacky, but <laughs> I can't help myself. <laughs> um, number 13, I think, is definitely it's technology. It's basically once yep. we get that ironed out, we can do that one. Uh, it's let's do a podcast recording via live Facebook stream yards. Uh, so I want to do the usual nerd world news uh, with us just basically doing a podcast during nerd world news. I think that'd be great. Kind of combine the two, two of the three main products that we, we put together. A, a um, combining of forces. We'll call people. We'll get them involved. Get them involved. <laughs> <laughs> Um, inside, sorry. Choke. Yes, that's an inside <laughs> joke. Um, but but definitely a fun one. So I think that's definitely a very viable idea. Mm-hmm. And I think we'll have some fun with that in the future. Um, as a matter of fact, it kind of stems into an idea that I had with the board the other day, but we'll get into that another time. Uh, let's see. Number 14. Let's review a movie that was never made. We'll just take turns talking about the play-by-play, making it up as we go along. So total improv, right? I so I'll start. I like that. You know, isn't that cool? I think we uh-huh. should we should spend some time doing that one. So, like I just said, like once upon a time, and we'll and so in the first scene, I like how these particular characters kind of start setting up the whole story, and they're talking, and I'll start like laying out the whole kind of groundwork, and then Dan starts doing something, Billy starts doing, Tiny starts doing, and then we kind of like jump in on each other a little bit, and as we tell the whole tell the whole story of this movie that never existed and was never written, <laughs> you know, so but we just kind of improv the whole damn thing. But you know what would be frustrating? Like three years later, someone makes a movie of it, and it's a huge hit. Yeah, and we don't get any royalties from it, <laughs> which would just be our luck, wouldn't it? Yeah, that that that, that happens a lot. Yes. <laughs> um, and then number fifteen is a, is a is a reference to something Billy has said on a, on several occasions: the Naked Show would be number fifteen. <laughs> And that's where you got, I'm like, my screen's going to be off for that one. Well, I wouldn't say that would be the video one. It would be just a regular oh. podcast. It's like, shoulders up. Where's you Trapless have- It's not even going to be video. <laughs> then I'm like, shaking my head, no, as the cat. I'm like, well, see number 13. And then two ideas later was the naked show. I'm yeah. Like, well. <laughs> and then you're like, you overthink things. I'm like, obviously, I thought you knew me. Yeah, I know. Seriously. <laughs> Uh, how do you answer that? I'm, I'm naked right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> Under all these clothes, as you like to say. Yes. Uh, and then the last, the last thing was number sixteen, Legos. Uh, so don't whole- we talk about something of Legos like almost every single time? There's always a Lego reference, but I think it would be great if we actually did a deep dive and talked about the Lego company, where it started, how it came to be, do a little history of Legos. Um, Dan and I could talk about maybe our first sets. Billy, did you ever collect Legos as a I, kid? I, I played with them as a little kid, but obviously because I'm the oldest one, they've mm-hmm. gone leaps and bounds from where I was as a kid to mm-hmm. where now I see, yeah. like, wow, I'd like that Lego Batcave. That looks cool. Yeah. And there's yeah, whole Lego stores and... You know, back mm-hmm. then you bought a box from J.C. Penney's or Jam Fields, and my oh, first Jam Lego Fields. set came from the toy section of Sibley's downtown. Yeah, I remember it was a helicopter. It was like a like maybe twenty pieces total, and they, it was the ultimate department store downtown Sibley's, mm-hmm. and I was there on a field trip with school. 
I was like eight years old and our school took us downtown and we were wandering around, like seeing all the sites and whatnot. We went into Sibley's and we were given spending money by our parents. And I oh. found my way into the toy section of the downtown Sibley's and I saw the set. And I'm like, I want that. And I took it home. And that was that. It was my very first Lego set. And, and because, you know, I follow the lives of the people in the Kevin Smith world, Jason Muse is a huge Legos collector and talks about, he's got like a Twitch channel where he does Legos. And- really? Yeah. So that is cool. So they're like every time I hear about this Lego phenomenon, I go, it's more than just those little blocks that I had as a kid. Yeah. Oh yeah. So. I I recently I mean, a few years ago anyways, I, I built a lot of the old sets that I had from when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I still have pretty much almost all of the pieces of me one of my kids there. We we built a lot of the old sets. We took pictures of them. Boy, they look so antiquated compared to today's sets, but we still had Still had the piece, pieces and everything and built most of them. So it was pretty cool to do that. But I got two words for you, Dan. Galaxy Explorer. Oh, yeah. As soon as you had that one, you knew you hit the big, you knew you had the big time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So. Yeah, that, was the sh- that was the ship at the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you could fit three Lego guys in it. Two in the cabin <laughs> and one in the, in the little car in the back in the, in the, uh, the spot that opened up. The cargo yep. bay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That was it. So, so yeah, there's, there's some really, I, you know, so it's funny because I started that list just spitballing silly things to get you guys laughing and thinking about stuff. And, but there's some like legitimately good topics to play with in there. So, so there's somewhere in there, there's some wheat among the chaff. <laughs> Oh yeah. So uh, I think what I just did accidentally is I created a. This is what you can expect coming up in the next few months of monkey business. <laughs> that was like thirty minutes of spitballing, uh, spitballing ideas, spitballing ideas with uh, a little break in between doing work and things like that, and then mm-hmm. another couple ideas, and yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there was a flurry of like five or six in the middle. And then I went back to, you know, going quiet. And then I'd come back and throw a couple more in. And (laughs) I remember there was like this long gap where nobody was saying anything. It was like maybe about a half an hour later. And then all of a sudden, number 15, the naked show. (laughs) (laughs) So, so our listeners are getting an idea of what it's, what it's like behind the scenes with us sometimes and how we actually, you know, we, I don't think we've ever said we know what we're doing. But we've made a very clever ruse of making it look like we do. <laughs> we're having fun. That's we are definitely having fun. And the whole point of this is to have fun, to you know, learn. So hopefully, learn some stuff, have some fun, entertain you. Yeah. Like to, just a little behind the scenes for the people listening. Our original idea, even before we just turned on the microphones, was let's go through the list, then come back and talk about one of those. We've just yes. spent 50 minutes doing the list. I don't think we're coming back. <laughs> A deep dive into one of those 15 ideas. No, not, not, not in this episode, episode at least. No. Um, so basically we turned an entire, ep- we've turned an entire podcast into the list or the list into an entire podcast is basically what we did. That's funny. <laughs> that Isn't is that what you really wanted to do a couple weeks ago. And it's like, uh, kind of like record our brainstorming meeting. Yeah. And, yeah. I did. I got what I wanted out of that. Didn't I? You That's kind of cool. That's pretty pretty sneaky of you. I I was so sneaky, I didn't even know I was doing it. (laughs) I was like, didn't you really want to record a brainstorming meeting? I'm uh, so good at this, I don't even know what I'm doing half the time. (laughs) Look, we snuck one past Dan. 
<laughs> we snuck one past Chris. Wait, Chris oh, snuck one past Chris. <laughs> Except now Dan's going to sneak one past us and go, oh, yeah, well, I'm never going to release this. I'm not oh! sending it out. <laughs> oh, you, I can't believe you fell for that. What's with you, man? <laughs> oh. oh, boy. Well, if that's the case, then I'm going to start talking about all of Dan's deepest, darkest secrets because then, you know, there's there's no point. Hey, we'll never never... Up, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to take a break. Bum, bum. <laughs> <laughs> that's one way to cut Chris off. Oh, uh, this has been another episode of Monkey Business. <laughs> can you imagine now if this, it, I can foresee it like years down the road. Um, I'm doing the Doctor Who panel at FC 315 or whatever the case may be. And um, I start rambling on about like the 20th Doctor or something like that. And people just want to go on to the next panel. And I'll, you hear a bunch of people in the back of the room go, dum, dum. <laughs> Chris is like, okay, I'm done. All right, fine. I get the message. <laughs> fine. Be that way. Um, all right. Well, we might as well not even take a break. Let's just go ahead and talk about any events and then we can wrap this puppy up. Do you, do you have your magical list of questions that we can do our question of the week with Daniel? I, I, I do have the list of questions. I that is amazing. So, so where are we on events right now? We, we have an announcement about FLXCon, if I'm not mistaken. Am I they right have it, They have announced that um, FLXCon has been postponed okay. um, from August. Um, they're hoping to go in the spring, from mm -hmm. what I understand. But they um, just are waiting to see what happens for um, opening for Phase 4 and how mm. that's going to right. um, impact. So um, and they we have are canceled. Go ahead. We're, we're still in a holding pattern for FC3. And we're still in a holding pattern for the number five show. Uh, we're still we, scheduled we, for September 19th and 20th. Mm -hmm. We don't, we're not hundred percent sure what's going to happen. We're starting, trying to get, you know, cause since there's the, the lack of information about what, you know, the phases will actually mean and what we, you know, have to right. do, we're not sure what's going to happen at this point. So right. yeah. we don't want to get the green light on September 15th just to get the, you know, try to figure out how to get the word out and make everything happen on September 19th. And we don't want to build an entire show just to have it go dark, right? right so right. we're kind of stuck at the moment trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, so the, possi the, the possibility of staying with September is in play. The possibility of moving to the spring of 21 is in play. We're trying to be fluid about it. We're trying to be understanding about it. We want to make sure that our patrons, our ticket holders, our vendors, our guests, everybody is safe and, and good and, and able to enjoy the party. That's been our message all along. You know, we just right. want to make if sure we, everybody's all right. If we can go forward, we want to make sure it's a show that you can enjoy, not a show that, you know, we can only have five people in it at a time. And Yeah, and we don't want know, to have bare bones, you know, entertainment. We're not going to charge you a ticket just to come in and see the bridge simulator and three vendors. You know, mm -hmm. the cosplay contest is just everybody, the favorite mask that everybody. Yeah, your favorite mask. <laughs> <laughs> I think the stormtroopers yeah. might win hands down. Yeah. Um, so, so we're we're still debating that. We're still trying to figure that out. So yeah. So we know we're keeping an eye on that, and we're going to make the best decision possible. Mm -hmm. So that's that's a thing. All right. Yeah, the, only event, the only thing we have for events. That's it. <laughs> um. So let's jump into our question of the week, Daniel San. Someone give me a number between 1 and 315. 300. 300. This is Sparta! Exactly. All right. <laughs> it feels like it lately. <laughs> if, someone asked, if someone asked to be your apprentice and learn all that you know, what would you teach them? 
Oh God! Oh, <laughs> ooh, 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 ooh! Ah, my young Padawan apprentice, you are going to learn the ways of organization. You are going to be able to color code and highlight and be able to uh, keep things neatly organized. And hopefully everything goes back into its own proper space, at least in your work Hmm. environment, not necessarily in your home all the time. Are you going to teach them how to avoid being OCD about it? No, not that's that part learned, of not. But... That's part of the whole organizational method. Come on, I, I see. You <laughs> embrace that. I see, Billy. What would your apprentice be learning? Well, let us take field trips first to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Nice. <laughs> we move on to the uh, the television museum, and uh, where is that? There is a television museum. Uh-huh. Television museum. Yeah, let's and look well at Tiny's looking it up. And also, uh, may as well go to uh, a tour of the comic book stores. I want to be your apprentice, Billy. Um, let's see. Do you want the early television, the National Capital Radio and Television Museum, or the MZTV Museum of Television? Hmm. I wonder if that's what I'm thinking. The early television one, maybe. Let's hit them all. All of them. All of them. Yeah. <laughs> your education te- must be complete. Early Television Museum is in Hillard, Ohio. Well, that doesn't sound fun. The National Capital Radio and Television Museum is in Bowie, Maryland. I just, no, stop for a second, Tanya. We just Wait, we I, want to apologize are, are to all of our distra- listeners in Hillard, Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see if there's a broadcasting museum because those just, sound like are, are those museums for like the actual box, the television? There's a museum, a museum of broadcast communications yeah. in Chicago. Chicago. That sounds fun. The Museum of Television and Radio is in um, uh, New York City. There, that's, I was going to ask if there was one in New York City. That it's, might be the um, one I'm the, thinking the of. The Pali Center for Media. The Pali Center, yes. That's the one I'm thinking of. Thank you. Okay. You're Let's welcome. go to the Pali Center. Even though okay. that, that's what I would teach the person once I learned what it was. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're so I do rock and roll Hall of Fame. Media. Yeah, basically a, a, a his pop culture history trivia big like i used to have shelves of trivia books that i literally used to read to sort of memorize weird pop culture tv who played who how many seasons of what so we'll go with that there you go chris um oh boy my my apprentice should probably first go into some sort of counseling to prepare themselves. <laughs> so your guardian angel apprentice is just shaking their head. Oh God, yeah. I, I've I've posted that post that meme on several occasions where you have a statue of the angel with just with face palming, and that's my guardian angel. Um, what I you know what I want you guys to answer that. What could I possibly teach an apprentice? There are so many different things that I dabble your, in. And so many your things wealth I- of knowledge of Doctor Who. Okay. Yes. I would introduce yeah. them to Elizabeth Rice on that one too, because she's Ga- better at it than I am. Uh, gaming. Oh, gaming. Gaming is was the one okay. I thought of. Gaming, I could do. Yeah. How, how to um, take charge of a room? Okay. Mm-hmm. I suppose I could do that. I really don't even know how I do it, so I guess that's kind of like I'm going to have to feel my way through that one. I, I don't know. Yeah, you just do. You, yeah, it's you, kind you of You have innate. this aura of charisma that 
and this magnetic personality that just draws people to you. Can I can I admit something to you guys? Since this, that you're this, an introvert extrovert. I am an introverted. I'm an extroverted introvert. I I will admit that usually in the five minutes before a panel starts or before an announcement occurs or before we start podcasting, I'm usually scared out of my mind. I have stage fright. Uh, and re- do you guys remember that time we did the trivia at Salvatore's? Mm-hmm. And, and that was legit. There was like a 10 minute moment where I was like, I can't do this. I don't know how I'm going to do this. I can't do this. And of course, there's something that switches off in the back of my head. And then when I engage in the moment, I'm able to do the thing and, and I enjoy it. And I think it's because I'm feeding off the people around me, uh, you know, and that helps, especially when it's a live room, right? And everybody's having a good time and, and I can feed off of that and, and share that moment with people. But holy crap, it's hard. It's not easy to walk into the middle of a room and own it. It's just, I don't know how I do it sometimes, to be honest. Well, you know, it's funny because I've, I've seen that on occasion. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was at least one occasion that I was able to help you get back into the um, groove of things. Yep. Yeah. I it, remember that. It was the day of Anne's wedding. Yeah. I was scared to do Anne's wedding. Yeah, you, because there's a picture that someone caught of the two of us, because I have it. Mm-hmm. Um, Wade and his best man were standing behind you. I was mm-hmm. standing in front of you, so they kind of like caught my profile. And you had your hands on the um, chest piece of Darth Vader's. Um, okay, the Darth Vader outfit, yeah. And and because you're because I had your glasses mm-hmm. and things like that, and you could just tell just by your your how you're standing that you're like. Oh, uh, I'm going to F this up and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm saying, mm-hmm. you've got this. You're going to be fine. You're great. Blah, blah, blah. I'm here. Your kids are here. Don't worry about it. And in a matter of like five minutes, bam, yeah. you were front and center and you were like owning the whole pavilion area and you got Guys, it. And- I've, I've done Shakespeare soliloquies in front of thousands of people. I have done, I have emceed six conventions, three of the four FC3s. I have done panels, podcasts. I've done eight weddings, one funeral. I'm my own Hugh Grant movie. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I have been on TV for this, that, and the other thing. I've been interviewed by newspapers. I've been in, in political campaigns. I've done all of those things. And you think that it's just, I'm just good at it, you know? And, and there's an ego facet to it where I'd be like, um... Oh, I'm oh, okay. No, I can do that. I'm it's it's natural, and I'm not even worried about. But I can tell you, assuredly, each and every time, I'm like, oh, oh God, oh crap, oh shit, and and then it, it then the moment happens, I'm able to, to somehow get past that, and I cannot figure that out. If I could figure that out, I would bottle it because I'd be able to teach everybody how to get past their own insecurities to just be awesome, and just be the people that they were meant to be. Right. I would love to be able to teach that, but I don't freaking know how I do it. (laughs) It's just like, what is going on? And then usually 90% of the time, I'll be honest, after it's done, I'll be like, oh God, I sucked. Oh, that was terrible. Okay. What did I do wrong? How did I do that? What could I have done better? And then I'll usually kind of go through. I have listened to every podcast we've ever done because I'm critiquing myself, you know, because I want to sit there and go, okay, how can I do this better? I want to do that better. Oh, that was lame. Let me not do that again. You know, stuff like that. So if I had an apprentice, they should have a psych degree 
because they're probably going to end up. <laughs> they're probably going to end up. Yeah, they're going to probably end up in in therapy or trying to be my therapist at one point or another. And and I apologize to my apprentice ahead of time because it's not going to be fair. But I'm also bad at delegating. I really am. Mm. I'm terrible at delegating. I wouldn't want to teach somebody to do a job that I would just do myself anyway. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So there was an expose and a brain dump. Moving on. Dan, what would you you teach somebody? What would your apprentice be learning? Uh, They probably have to learn the entire discography of Deborah Gibson. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Fine appreciation of all things Lego, of course. Yes. And Disney. Um, Disney. Disney. Disney also. Yeah, yes, yes. Disney connoisseur. Mm-hmm. Um, Which I means, Dan, you would have to take your apprentice to all of the yes. Disney parks. All, all of them. Yes. Multiple times to make sure they, they learn them well. Exactly. And, and they would have to run the uh, Great Space Coast Marathon. The Great Space uh, Coaster? The Space Coast Marathon. Yeah, they could, they could, they could uh, do some running with me too. Yep, there's some running. Yeah, you're the marathon man. You got to do the Disney marathon though, so it's a, mm-hmm. have to do that. Uh, yeah, I don't. That's that's probably a good start, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So apprentices, if you're out there and that these jobs sound like you're interested, feel free to apply <laughs> at Tanya at fc3roc.org. <laughs> Your 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 uh, applications for apprenticeship should include uh, somewhat of a resume, so you, we understand who we're getting involved with, um, a, a psych evaluation, and maybe a couple of coupons for Delta Sonic. <laughs> I have unlimited membership. Okay, well I don't. So. Yeah. Oh, and you should also reference what your favorite what your where your favorite garbage plate is in the in the city, so that we can. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, if you don't want your food to oh, touch, hey, go with Tanya. Hey, yeah, seriously. Fun. We're having garbage fleets later today. Nice. I'm excited. What am I bringing to game night tonight? I don't know. Did you? Uh, we'll talk later. Okay, fine. All right. So that's good. That's done. I think we've that we can call a rapperoo on that puppy. Maybe. Oof, that's funny. Oh my god. What a what an hour this has been. Do do people really want to be our apprentices though? Yeah, well, you know what? Poor some poor sod probably wants to. I don't know. I keep scaring away all my PAs. I'm, <laughs> I haven't had one that really truly stays. That's true. Or they find a better job within the company. Well, a different job within the company. I can't say that. Yeah. Different. Well, because well, I've had them. I usually have them only for like the weekend. Yes. Weekend of the convention because the rest of the time I am so like controlling and I have to like just do everything myself. Because otherwise, I because then otherwise I know I, I I have to make sure it gets done. So, and I hate waiting for information from somebody else. So that's why I have to get it done myself. All right. Well, that sounds good. So, right about, give me just a second here, Dan, to start the. You're gonna you're gonna fade the the final music, and right about maybe close. No, not yet. Not yet. No, not Dan. Not now. <laughs> not yet. Oh, Almost geez. there. <laughs> Now, there it is. There it is. Because this has been Monkey Business, a product of the Mighty Monkey Corporation, purveyors and producers of the Flower City Comic Con, of the Comic Chicks, of Nerd World News, and of the Monkey Business Podcast, which you are now so gleefully listening to the, the closing credits for. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us to wherever we go. We lead you to where the entertainment is. 
You guys have a safe week. Have a great week. We love you. We miss you. And we will talk to you all very, very soon. Don't. 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 <laughs> <laughs>